We're both wearing, what? We're both wearing. You're wearing like a like a maroon, and I'm wearing like a a brick red. <gasps> it's interesting that you say the words maroon because today we will be talking about the 1989 re-release Taylor's version. Taylor's version, the re-recording, the re-up, the re-reload, the remix, <laughs> the reload. Yeah. Wow, you really ate that. Good job. I really, really did. ate those words. She, I am blown away. I'm just gonna go right into it because I'm, I'm blown away by the numbers that this re-release has pulled. It's insane. It is insane, but also at this point, the like we've talked about the Beatles mania, the Taylor mania of it all, is just more for more than my brain can grasp. So it's it is insane, but I'm also not surprised by anything anymore with her. Speaking of the Beatles, did you see that they released a new song? Like they, today? as in the two of them? They, they yeah. So there or was Paul apparently, McCartney or who? Paul, it, all, all four of them. So apparently, well, apparently there was an unreleased song called Now and Then that was written by John Lennon in 1977. And they were working on it. They, I guess that they had released some sort of like greatest hits anthology collection back in the 90s. And they had worked on a couple unfinished demos that John Lennon had written then. And they were also working on this one, but they just didn't like, I think it was George that didn't like it. So they never finished it. Well, they just went back in the studio. They being Paul and Ringo went yeah. back in and finished it. They, I guess that they used pop crave. The, the reason why I know about this is this pop crave <laughs> posted about it. And so I was curious and fascinated. And so they, they had said in their like headline, it was like AI was used to create it, but uh. In, but but that's actually not true. Clickbait. They used AI to help clean up the audio. Wait, but it actually Ellen. Actually, Ellen, that's not the case. That's not. That's the not truth. the case. That's not truth. <laughs> what does she say? She like, she actually Ellen. That's not the truth. That's actually Ellen. Like. That's not the truth. That was very bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, they they used AI to help clean up the audio. Um they said that they never used it to like they didn't use anything to like recreate his voice or create anything like it was just which i've actually done i've actually done that for projects before i've used ai to help clean up audio because just because whatever the ai is because i don't understand it but anyway anyway sorry that was a longer side tangent no that's that's really good to know i mean i'm a beatles fan i like the beatles you love the beatles I I would I love is a strong word you know one of their songs I do not I'm not like Beatles mania over the Beatles I'm not that person that's like the Beatles are the reason we're we're experiencing all music in our ears today but I respect them I really like them I saw their show in Vegas not I mean not their show the but to, the Cirque du Soleil, Soleil show, show uh-huh. and it was awesome and and all of those songs really are you know powerful important songs so I can respect what they've done for pop culture and music and i do enjoy their music but i wouldn't say i love them i'm not like listening to them on the daily some songs are special to me so i'll probably go and listen to that i'm really interested what that that sounds i mean i'm not sure how that would sound i mean i'm not sure how Um, that would sound i'm not sure how that would sound but yeah i i can't say that i went to go listen to i mean i started to and then i was like who am i kidding like i'm not a beatles fan i respect them you're like i'm gonna listen to real rock and i'm gonna listen to pink (laughs) misunderstood (laughs) Because that's real rock. This is real rock, okay? This is a this is a house where only real rock is played. You're like, I'm listening to Avril Lavigne's Let Go right now. <laughs> I was, yeah, no, for real. I was like, come on. But 
Yeah, I thought that was a fun fact. Um, but to the Beatles mania of it all, back to Taylor Swift in 1989, I'm just blown away because the fact that this is a re-recording of a pre-released album, mm-hmm. that this album already generated huge numbers. I remember when it was released, and I remember, I think that the sales projection upon its original release in 2014 was that it was going to be, it, the original sales projection was something like 700,000, which is a lot of copies, right? And then it kept increasing, increasing to like a million, then an over a million throughout the week, which is pretty wild. And now I want to say in pre-sales, this is, it had already sold a million copies, but like, yeah, it's now, it is officially surpassed the sales of the original album. Would you say you've never thought in your wildest dreams that this would have happened? (laughs) Never in my wildest dreams. (laughs) Uh, that was bad. That wasn't good. It was bad. It was that bad. That was an and you know old, old maiden kind type of, of riff. Type of riff, exactly. No, I get scared to sing on camera. I when I'm I can only sing well when I'm unaware and not self aware, and it's like in the moment. You can only sing well when you're by yourself and no one's listening, and you're in a in a black dark room, and there's <laughs> no sound, and there's no vision, and and there's no air because in a sensory deprivation tank. Exactly. There's Other no than air that, air. don't expect me to sing. Exactly. Because when there's no air, there's no sound. No air. Jordan Sparks said it best. Jordan Sparks. She she was onto something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Jordan Sparks. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan Sparks. <laughs> so, but yeah, but 1989, I mean, I, so I've listened to it. I, I Have you listened to the full re-recorded version? Um, I'll be honest with you. I've listened to most of it, but have I listened to every re-recorded track? No. No. Okay. I, I spent most of my time with the vault tracks and then the tracks that I personally love. So, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I really do. I, I've told you about this. Like I've, I've always liked the, you are in love re-record. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that one even now, like upon was re-listening to the album for the first time, like the re-release, it still sounds like one of the best songs to me. Like it it's sounds good really one. good, but she released that so long ago. Yeah, like I, yeah, don't I think remember, like a year ago, if not more. I, at least a year ago. Yeah, I feel like so. I listened to the full. I was like you. I started with the vault tracks last week, and then revisited the re-recorded versions later throughout the week. Other than skimming through some of them, um, I will say I think that some of the songs sound okay. Yeah. Um. I think the best re-recorded one is clean. It sounds it just like the original, if not better. It's so good. I was like, which shout out to Image and Heat for like that is like showing quality and It's also heat. also one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. It's so good. It's so good. Um but then songs like there was specifically, I think it was style people are like, Oh my gosh, not new romantics too. So, so just like a, to throw this in there, new romantics is my favorite Taylor Swift song. Yeah. It's like my, I love that. It's a bonus track. It's such a gem and yeah. it's just a banger of a pop song. Mm-hmm. That was extremely disappointing to listen to, but, yeah. but you know, going back to that conversation of like these, you know, re-recording the vocals, you and I have talked about this so many times I will always listen to the Scooter Braun version. You know, I want to support her, but it's just, for me, it's a nostalgia thing. I can't, like, it's like replacing Aunt Viv. 
you know, mm-hmm. on um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, you can't just one, two, switch them for me, and I'm just going to pretend like this is the what we're doing here. Like, you're yeah. not going to you're not going to piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Like, I know that that's not the OG version, and I know that's the point. But I cannot like let that sink in and just let that be true for myself because these this has been in my ears for the last what like nine years. Yeah there's it's just not gonna work for me so i i didn't have high hopes for the re-records one and one of the biggest mistakes in this re-record in my personal opinion is the the wait how does it go it's like the the that sound in blank space and now write your name you know that like clicking sound that they do they don't do it the same way Mm. and it drives me up the wall like there was a creative choice there was a creative choice, and they even they talked about that specific sound in one of the. They did uh, a couple like behind the scenes re record, or, or not at the re recordings, the original recordings, like behind the scenes of like recording the songs and stuff. And I remember it was Max Martin in the studio being like, "That's so annoying. People are gonna love it." That was a terrible Swedish accent. <laughs> that was that was Cockney or something or British. I don't know what you're doing. It was terrible, but. He was like so annoying. It's so annoying. It's brilliant, and it is. It's it's one of those sound bites that like I gravitated to immediately, and it's just not the same in the re-recorded version. Yeah, and that bummed me out because I'm just kind of like because again, the point of this is to replace the original. So like, yeah, and I'm also just disappointed that she didn't bring back Max Martin to help to reproduce all the songs that he worked on with her. Right. Like instead, yeah. instead, and and even with. A, with the exception of Wildest Dreams and You Are in Love. Yeah, Jack Antonoff, she, I think, right. Jack Antonoff, but she had, so uh, Max Martin's co-producer, um, Shellback, was yep. brought back to yep. produce, co-produce those two songs, but not the rest. So I'm just kind of like, instead it was like that Christopher Rowe guy. No offense to Mr. Rowe, no offense to Mr. Antonoff. It's just... <laughs> I am just curious. I, I, it has to be for Bud to like save money. I can't imagine any other reason why, but it's frustrating because I'm like, this is such a, this is such a masterpiece of an album, and it's literally the album that like took you into a new stratosphere of pop superstardom. Ugh, I know, I, and I so, know. So to it's leave Max out of it was frustrating. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that this was the re-release I was looking forward to the most. This was Same. the Taylor's version I was looking forward to the most. And the vault tracks too. I've been like a kid waiting for Christmas to hear these because, you know, I mean, you and I, you and I are Taylor Swift fans. We like her music. I love, I would say I love her music. I enjoy it, but I wouldn't yeah. say I'm like a Taylor Swift stan. I, definitely okay. not. You You're know? not a Swifty? No, I mean, not really. Okay. I wouldn't say you are either if I had to like judge you. I, yeah, I would say I sometimes feel like I straddle the line. She really does fascinate me and I do yeah. love a fan theory and I love, you know, I love how she does the Easter eggs for her fans and stuff like that. But yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I, I really enjoy her music. I'm not saying yeah, that though, yeah. but, but this album in particular, I know we were both really excited for just mm-hmm. specifically. And again, not because of the re-records. I've never really cared about that. To be honest, I yeah. really just wanted to hear the vault tracks. Same. And uh, those were in a word, pretty disappointing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Two, two I knew words. That I- I two words. <laughs> we we are so we would just want to say really quick we are math experts on this podcast. Girl you math, will, girl math. You will hear us throw out numbers, and I just you need to take those as fact. 
There's no Every, everything we say here is fact. We need everyone to know that. Yeah, it's all factual. It's all evidence-based. No human error whatsoever. <laughs> it's not, take everything you hear and read on the internet as fact because it is. It is. Exactly. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah. I remember you saying that you didn't, that you felt that way, uh, you know, la- like kind of early last week when we were, you know, when it had just come out. Yeah. And I have to say the vault tracks have really grown on me. And specifically now that we don't talk at all of them, honestly, they have all turned into big earworms for me. Oh, good. And I personally love that. Um, is it over now? Is on track to be number one next week, especially when Slut was originally supposed to be like the single off of the re-release. Yeah. And people gravitated to, is it over now? And they released, they decided to read the as a single. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. And, and I know that a conversation with the vault tracks on this album specifically, a lot of people have been comparing them to songs on Midnight. I just said songs really weird, like songs. <laughs> yeah, and included, including yourself. Yeah. I mean, I've, that, I've, I've heard this quite a bit. And after listening to them multiple times, a lot of them do sound like Midnight songs. Yeah. One one hundred percent. There's one in particular for me. I mean, for me, suburban legends. Suburban legends. Sounds, yeah, suburban legends really sounds like mastermind. Like um, see, I think it sounds like labyrinth. Oh, I think there's labyrinth components, but I think I think all of the songs kind of have a. They're similar very similar. Vibe. Here's my here's what my thoughts are on the vault tracks. I think that they melodically, it sounds like they were songs written for 1989 to help kind of curate the sound of the album and push that to see where that would go. I don't think that they were produced in the way that the songs for 1989 were produced back when they were originally recorded. I think that these songs mm-hmm. have an updated production to sound more like midnights, which was her 100%. That, that's how it felt feels to me. And, and again, who even knows if these songs were actually recorded for the last album, because I believe someone had said that she had written somewhere up around like a hundred songs for the 1989 album. And I doubt that all 100 of of those songs were recorded. I would assume that she had recorded like, you know, the 16 songs that she released and then maybe five more, but you know, I do have one complaint, one complaint. Yeah. The audacity that she didn't re-record the voice memos from the (laughs) deluxe, like target edition. The fans are are enraged. I'm going to riot. Yeah. I yeah because you you, when I when I talked to you I think last about this because we really kind of like quickly debriefed the vault tracks you know before the podcast episode today. So you had you did not like slut. I did not. You did. You were not a fan. You were and we both said like sonically all of these sounds kind of jumble. All of these songs kind of jumble together and have a very like there there are certain songs for me i think when like suburban legends was going into mm-hmm. um was it into is it over now or, or one yeah right around there like i, I didn't even notice <laughs> like because I, I think i was doing my dishes or something and i'm like oh i thought this was the same right. song like they they just sound very similar to yeah. me but i will say out of all of them uh, on my initial listen say don't go was my favorite uh-huh. i think it had like the most kind of like punchy fun chorus yeah. and i, I just it reminded it also reminded me the most of 1989 yeah to me yeah 
So I think that's why I enjoyed it. But the one that's grown on me the most, 100%, is Now That We Don't Talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and I believe that that's the song that is pacing for number two next week, (laughs) which is. And number three, and number four, and number five. Number three, I think, is going to be Cruel Summer. Um, But yeah, I, Slut, it just, the fact that the song Slut has an exclamation point in the title, very Shania Twain of her, um, I was just kind of like, I was expecting something that was sonically more of a, I don't know if it was going to be up-tempo, more aggressive. I don't know. And the fact that yeah. it's like this like just mellow, ballad-esque almost kind of song. And then the fact like it, allegedly she – it was – that song was in a contender to be on the original album. And and uh, she picked – Instead of Blank Space. Great. Uh, Can you imagine? Could you imagine? What would the world be like? I cannot – well, first of all, we would have no songs to play in Target. No one. Nope, not at all. Because Blank Space is, every time you go into a Target, Blank Space is playing. Or Starbucks. It is the theme song. Starbucks lovers. Starbucks lovers. Myself included. Yeah. That was that was a complaint as well. Someone said that the re-recording of Blank Space didn't sound, like, didn't, you couldn't, like, mistake it for saying Starbucks lovers, even though I personally didn't hear that. Right. Yeah, I never heard it. And I didn't hear it until people pointed it out. And then I started hearing it. And then it was kind of like, yeah. kind of like that, like, is the dress blue and black or gold and white? Oh God, which is right around that time. Yeah, yeah. the internet was. So I, oh, you just, you just, you just brought it back for me. <laughs> right, that was so wild. <laughs> I'm like war, war flashbacks yeah. of that damn dress. That damn dress. Do what? Do you remember what color you initially saw first? I, I definitely saw black and blue. I love that this is a dress. This is a dress <laughs> recap. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're bringing it back to 2014. Oh. I I saw the black and blue okay. originally, but then I think from here on out I can only see white and I gold. Think I, so I I only saw white and gold. Do you remember they brought that dress on Ellen? I love that. Ellen had a moment the Ellen DeGeneres show where she was just bringing on literally anyone that that popped off on Vine wow. or you know instagram tiktok wasn't around then but like you know or like a youtube yeah she yeah I, I remember her like loving like a youtube moment for sure vine though so many people from vine because that might have i don't i don't know where that started maybe instagram i can't remember but the fact that that era is just so weird to think about it is like what a weird time to be alive 2014 it really was yeah ellen ellen degeneres too you you had us all fooled you had us all fooled Shame on you, Mr. Generous. <laughs> well, I love that one of your favorites is Say Don't Go. Um, yep. Which is interesting because she wrote that song with Diane Warren. Diane Warren, yep. if you are unfamiliar, is a huge songwriter, wrote a lot of huge ballads in the 90s, and was I think has been nominated for Oscar for 14 times. Has not won yet, um, which is criminal at this point. But she's uh, written... Uh, shares if i could turn back time she's written i turn for you by christina aguilera which was originally recorded by all for one for the space jam soundtrack um and which which we we i think we discussed this in the first episode but i turn to you sounds exactly sonically like because you loved me by celine dion which was also written by diane warren um and you know what's really interesting uh about this is that you know who else worked with diane warren on brandy no mariah carey on her rainbow album 
Which song? She, I want to say it was After Tonight. Okay. Yeah. I want to say it was After Tonight, which was co-written by Diane Warren and David Foster. Which I believe David Foster and Diane Warren worked a lot together. I mean, I think that they did the song, like the Celine Dion songs together and a few others. So that totally tracks for like a late 90s ballad. Right. And also, I feel like, okay. Well, also, this brings up a good point because happy anniversary to the Rainbow album, happy, one of our favorites. Happy anniversary. One of my, I would say my top five Mariah albums for sure. It's very special to both you and, and me. Um Love that album. It's also an iconic co- a cover. Maybe maybe her most iconic because I have the shirt. Like I I wear that shirt all the time. Who got with, you that shirt? Her and that little weird. I sure did. And her sucking on a lollipop. Like is, there's nothing better. It's the best pride merch. It's the best pride merch. Probably I would I was gonna say maybe that's where I get my oral fixation from, but it's not. I get it from Shakira. Oh, thanks Shakira. Volume one. Volume and two. one and two. Oh. Oral fixation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But <laughs> Rain- Rainbow is really that bitch. I it's love that so album. Good. I also think it's it's a it's a forgotten about gem among people that aren't like lambs. Do you know what right. I mean? Like I feel like people forget about it. They forget about Heartbreaker and they just forget about that era because yeah. it's right before Mariah had like you know her meltdown on TRL and then you know eventually like the comeback album with the Emancipation of Mimi, which like mm-hmm. totally I think overshadowed that time frame because of the success of we belong together and Mm -hmm. just like what a smash hit that was. So I think it's a forgotten about, you know, Mariah record and I absolutely adore it and love it. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I want to say that the era, I feel like the era felt shorter than her other eras too, because even though the album, I think it went four or five singles deep. I think that the only like hits from the album were heartbreaker and thank God I found you. But then Both number Both ones. Both number ones, but then Can't Take That Away, I don't think charted very well. Cry Baby, I don't think charted well. It might have charted well on, no. on R&B charts, but – and then um, Against All Odds was only released overseas. It was not released as a single. And she pushed for Can't Take That Away, from my understanding. I don't think, like, the label wanted that song to be a single. Right. Yeah, because that was, was, like, a, a very important song to her because I think that, you know – probably with the divorce and everything. And this is also the album right before glitter, which I know that she, I remember, I think I want to say that even in like, cause remember, I think that they did a making the video MTV's making the video for a heartbreaker. I want to say mm-hmm. that she talked about the movie for all that glitters because it was originally called all that glitters, all that glitters. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember, I want to say that she talked about that on there. So I want to, so I, it feels like the L the, the, the shelf life of the era was cut short because she was working on the glitter soundtrack and movie. So, mm. um, yeah. Also, you know, going back to the the songwriters or producers of that album, I think this is the, I want to say I could be wrong, but I think this is the first time she started working with Jimmy jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. On a project, yeah. which is which I love because Janet Jackson is one of our faves. Yes. So, you know, iconically like jimmy jam and terry lewis are you know janet jackson is totally their um their person yeah. do you know what i mean like yep. you very you can very much tell like their protege if you will or whatever so uh where they spend most of their time so that's something that's really interesting though kind of in retrospect looking at this album is all of the songs 
I don't know if you ever noticed this, but all of the songs that were Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were on the track are like ballads. Oh yeah. Interesting. And, and I, I, it's kind of disappointing because think how much, like think about the, the absolute bangers we could have got from them because think about like Janet Jackson, like we think about all for you right. and, you know, I think because of love and like all of these songs, like we could have got something really like fun yeah. or spicy. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess thank God I found you is up tempo. It's like a it's like a it's like an up tempo ballad ish. Yeah. You're not I you're guess. not like you're not like popping your pussy in the club to thank God I found you. I mean I could, but <laughs> but I but yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, that's that's and allegedly, allegedly Janet and Mariah recorded a song together that never got released. And uh, somewhere around the time frame of Rainbow and like 20YO, I remember hearing rumors on the internet. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. And it's probably not. Please be true. Are you so going back to like this, this fits in with like our conversation of re releases because she did the, you know, the 30th anniversary for um, Music Box. Yeah. I hope I hope that we get more because she did Butterfly as well. So if we get a re-release version of Rainbow, which I'm really hoping for, yeah. and you know maybe around the 25th anniversary or whatever she might do for yeah. it, I really hope we get some vault. Tracks. Me too. I really really hope because the vault tracks on Music Box were pretty yeah. good. So I'm hoping for at least like one or two of those. And could you imagine if it was a collab? It would be. With oh my god, that would be insane. That would be insane. I would. I would freak out. I would love that so much. I really hope so too. I think that because next year will be the 25th anniversary. Blows my mind that 1999 is 25 years ago. Coming next year, like insane to me. Um, that just blew my mind. Yeah, insane. But. Um, I would love and I I have a feeling that she's going to because um I believe it was this year at she performed at LA Pride this year, right? Cuz I think she, re- right. she performed a remix of Rainbow that has never been released. And so yes. I have a feeling that that will probably be put on a re-release at some point. Oh, yeah. And also like everyone's riding the the high of the, the this like re-release era. Mm you know, a la Taylor Swift. So, you know, like, like I said, we got a lot of good stuff from the music box anniversary. So I'm sure she'll put all of the goodies on rainbow, but that's a, yeah, sorry. There's a song that she wrote. I want to say it's another Diane Warren song. It's called there for me. She released it as a B side on, so this is wild. So, um, not wild. It's going to be the most like (laughs) not exciting story, but, um, she released a mashup medley of never too far and hero um yeah oh yes yes, yes. or and i believe that she released this but it was a special cd single of that that she released and i I remember that that it would the funds were going to go to the 9-11 like support like survivor something and the b-side to that was a song called there for me and i want to say that that song was also uh co-written with diane warren and i want to say that that was a song i don't remember if that song was recorded for glitter or if it was recorded for rainbow I would assume Rainbow, since she wrote a song, the other song with Diane Warren. Um, so I would love for that to make its way onto streaming because I had completely forgotten about that song. Yeah, that era is, that era is really good. I also, you know, shout out. This isn't going to be my song. We don't talk about it enough, but I feel like "Never Too Far" is such a great ballad. So good. It the melody of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so underrated. It truly is. Yeah, the tip. 
really, really. So good. Oh. Uh, she, like, that's a great chorus. Yeah, when she like belts it at the end, like the last chorus, like Yes. Yeah. Take it up a notch. Oh, oh God. The best. And and belt and actually belts it. You know, not this charm bracelet era shit where we're getting like <laughs> where where we're getting like something stuck in your throat and you're you're trying to belt it out, but it's not coming out. It's like <sighs> and well, I just remember with like through the rain, the chorus of that, I like could it's just like she switched from the whispery to kind of belting and then back to the yeah back and forth so much that I would remember edging us. Edging. She's edging and us I d- in the, that whole song. Yeah, and I just felt I remember just thinking to myself like this just doesn't just sound good. Like this just doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you, you know, here's the thing. I love that song. That song's gotten me through hard times, but that's always been my gripe. Is like, don't do this thing where you're holding back. Like there's something about that that's just really off-putting like just just let loose like i want to hear this explosive you know belt chorus from you i don't want to hear this like what are we doing you know right what choking on a hot dog we're we're choking on the hot dog tf what's happening i don't i don't understand that has always drove me nuts yeah but thankfully she didn't do that on rainbow too much so no and rainbow not a lot of skippable skippable tracks. I will say, um, don't the one track don't, I don't love. Don't say it. That Zach don't loves. Don't say it. <laughs> Did I do that? Is a bizarre song. It's a, it is a bizarre song. I will give you that. But I do love a bizarre song, and it's one of my favorites on the album. I love that song <laughs> so much. You love the vocabulary. And you love a rhapsodize. I love the rhapsodize. Name another pop star with the word rhapsodize in the chorus, like insane but bohemian rhapsody <laughs> other than bohemian rhapsody <laughs> <laughs> but zach found, yeah zach found dead deceased. yeah um but i i will give you this though the fact that it goes from that song into pedals what i i was laughing the other day because i had told you that i was kind of revisiting the album and i was having a moment with thank god i found you and i went on a walk yeah I went on a walk listening to it and that was one of the things where I was laughing because I was like, it is so <laughs> and I love that like like as a child it never I was like whatever, like I didn't even think about it. And then now as an adult, I'm like, the fact that it goes from did I do that into pedals. Just what a stark difference. And there's like complete. It's like it's like a cunty little like song, like prancing around to like mm-hmm. literally we're in the bathtub contemplating life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Contemplate yeah. Yeah, that like lo- and a, and a hard life. I love the song "Pedals." I do too. I love that is one of her best ballads. I think it's same. Do, I, do, I remember she put her whole pussy into that song. She put her entire pussy into "Pedals." She put both of her pedals, labia majora and minora. <laughs> it that it really feels like so authentic like yeah i like she brought it up in the book too i remember because you know she's talking about like the da- the dandelion tea that yeah. i think was thrown on her that her for, yeah. for all of you that haven't listened to the book spoiler alert there's a part of the book where mariah recounts her sister pouring scalding tea on her you know mm-hmm. um in very a lot of physical and emotional abuse that she took from her family members and would continue to take for quite some time so 
you know, after reading the book and, and well, not reading the book, because again, I, I listened to it. It was a journey hearing Mariah in my ears the entire time. Um, I yep. w- wouldn't have it any other way. Best, yep. best audiobook I've ever experienced. Yep. And not just because I'm a fan. I'm, I truly say like to anyone, please go and listen to this book. Yeah. That really put it into a different lens for me listening to the song mm-hmm. now. And it just hits even harder. And it's so genuine and and thoughtful and raw and real and you really feel like the emotions in that song it makes me so sad but it's it's yeah it's also such a beautiful song it feels cathartic for her yeah mm-hmm. and i love the way it ends like when she sings that last word fly like i can't do it but like you know just the way that her voice no please is like by all means, by all means. please <laughs> Just like the way it just, it the way that she kind of, I feel like the word fly, I feel like the way she sings it, it does fly. Like, and not, yeah. and not in like a belty Ooh, yeah. type of way. Like it just truly just flies out of her mouth. And then it There's many, and- many songs like that. Maybe that's why she's called the songbird. But fly. I mean, literally fly like a bird is another one too, where it has the word fly in it. But that also feels like the the, yeah. the vocals are flying out from her in a way that's really kind of magical but yeah that that song is a beautiful song and also i feel like it must have been so hard to write but also like i said so cathartic and so rewarding for her to be able to you know because what she does is music and she says this like you know she's very honest about this like music is her life writing Mm -hmm. writing songs for all of you that that don't know but i'm sure that do listen to this podcast you know mariah carey is a songwriter she she's written you know, a good majority of, of all of her songs. So mm-hmm. pe- other than people like, don't realize other, that. Yeah. Other than covers, I think that she has written and or co-written every song yeah. that she's ever recorded. She's an amazing songwriter. I mean, think about, she yeah. has 19 number ones and yeah. she's written again, you know, apart from like, I'll be there. I think that's, uh-huh. I think that's the only cover in her 19 number ones. I could be wrong. Off the top of my I head. Think- I think that you're right. I mean, she's released other covers as singles, but yeah, that's the only one that I think that's but on number one. The fact that you can score that many number ones, it, like you're an amazing songwriter and whatever. You, I, th- I think people, when I'm talking to them, like your lay music person, do not realize that she is the songwriter. Not right. only is she an amazing vocalist and singer and artist, mm-hmm. but she wrote those songs. Yeah. Lyrics and me- melody. Not just not yeah. just lyric, not, and then no shade to anyone that ju- writes just lyrics. Like I could never write a musical, and and no shade to people that don't write lyrics at all. We I mean we right. we love all sorts of singers, but I'm just saying like yeah. the talent that that takes is insane. You know who doesn't write their own songs? Beyonce, Luciano Pavar- Luciano Pavarotti. Oh, <laughs> not you shading the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce? Beyonce don't Be- let, don't don't listen to him. Beyonce? You write all of your songs. Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. You look like Luther Vandross. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's it is really incredible that she's written all of those songs, and she's such a great songwriter. And Rainbow is just such a master, just such a masterpiece of an album. You know, it's another great song in that album is How Much with Usher. Yeah, Bop. Bop should have been Bop. a smash hit. Should have been a smash hit, and also P- and you know sampled the um was it me and my girlfriend 
Yeah. Uh, by Tupac Shakur before yeah. well, Bo- 03 Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. And uh, so I know the yeah. 03 Bonnie and Clyde. So many people are about that song. Like so many people have mm-hmm. used that song in their song, but that's such a do, fun version of it. Do you, did you know that there is, I don't know the full story behind this, but so after Mariah sampled it or interpolated it, Tony Braxton recorded a song that interpolated it or sampled it. And I'm trying to remember what it was called. It could have just been called Me and My Girlfriend. For what album? It was supposed to be for her More Than a Woman album. Okay. Um, the one with Hit the Freeway on it. <laughs> and uh, it was produced by Irv Gotti, you know, of like Ja Rule and Ashanti mm-hmm. claim. Uh, and the song, I want to say, I don't remember if it leaked online or if it like was released to radio, but it ended up not making the album because I think that I don't know. There's something about like the Jay-Z and Beyonce of it all. I And I remember her kind of talking about it on a radio station. Anyway, that's, that's all I really know, but it's like the song ended up not making the album, but it was just, yeah. But Mariah sampled it first. As she does. Hey, same thing with her sample with lover boy, baby. Yeah. I'm real. I'm real. (laughs) I'm real. Another reason. I would say for any reason to listen to the book is that part right there. I was telling him someone about that the other day. I So I force people against their will when they're in their car with me. I'm like, you have to hear this. It'll be like, yeah. and they're like, Jeff, please, I don't, I don't. And I'm like, no, we're going to sit in no. the car and we're going to listen to it because this part is fucking hilarious. And then so funny. they always laugh. But that, yeah, the album is incredible. You know what other song too, even though it was a single a song that we definitely don't talk about enough. That's one of my favorite Raya songs. It's grown on me over the years. I would say initially, probably not one of my favorites. Um, Cry Baby with Snoop Dogg is yes. such a great song. Yeah. And also, I, I think it falls in the realm of, would you call it like scat towards the end? It's kind of got elements. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's scat. I don't but even like know the, what to call it at the end. When, it's, it's when she's going way- off at the end. Like yeah, the ending is the best part of the song. The, it's so the last the last good. minute and a half is the reason I listen. It's, Are you kidding yeah, me? One hundred percent, same. The baby and I, oh. like the way it ends. Also, ending it on like and I, like you're about to continue with the verse, but you end it there. You cut it short. Yeah, she I love, she like, aborted the line. It's a fun. Yeah, oh, she sure did, and she said pro choice. <laughs> <laughs> um but the, the the way like it's such a fun song to sing yeah like the way at the end where she's like Cry. Oh. like i it's like i do, do it in my car and I, in my head i'm thinking i sound so good would you say and then, i would say it's the best song to sing in the shower of all time Ooh, that's a song that I'm always singing in the one. damn shower because yeah. you can just go off for the last minute and a half. I love it. And it's, it's, it is giving me some scat towards the end now that I think about it. I really do think that there's like some components of that. It's just so funny. I love the, the creative choices towards the end of the mm-hmm. song, but also like yeah. the, the verse, the verses and the chorus, like all of it's great. I love, yeah. I love her painting. She's so good at like, Mariah's really good at storytelling. Yeah. She's really good at like painting a picture in a song yeah. and I feel like you're there with her like in her apartment while she's like creeping around on her tippy Sipping toes. Bailey's cream. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, and it made me curious about Bailey's cream. I remember immediately being like my to my mom, I was like, what is that? I was like 15 when the album came out, 14. And you didn't know what and Bailey's was? We had such different oh, lives. We 
Oh, I know my I cannot recall my parents drinking ever, except with with the exception of a beer at like a Christmas party. My entire childhood, like only only now as an adult do I like see my mom drinking wine and. And I, I still that that's like a new newer thing for her. Like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's never too late to pick up alcoholism. <laughs> it's never too late, <laughs> never too so, far. Totally joking. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that song's amazing. Another another smash hit that I don't know if like this is one of your favorite songs, but to me this is like uh, this would go probably in my top thirty Mariah songs. Which Cry Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that for sure. But I'm another song from this album would be Bliss. I interesting. I, I when I tell you how much I love this song, really. Oh, the things it does for me. I and it's just basically it's just her like whistling and like whistle right. whistle moaning and and it's yeah. a very sexual song. I would yeah. say without being like overtly sexual and yeah. It's just like she takes you on a journey with, and then oh, one of the best parts of that song too is like towards the end, a a gospel choir comes uh-huh. in with with yeah. the verse. I think when they're saying like for you, like the way that hits, yeah, the way it's the same it, way it hits when the gospel choir comes in at um when you believe with Whitney and Mariah, yeah, you know, th- yeah. that makes me cry every time. Interesting. I have to say it's not one of my favorite tracks on the album. Mm. So I need to revisit it because you should revisit it. You should give it a revisit. It, it was a song that I did skip when I was listening to. It. I would say I would like that song and unfortunately After Tonight is probably the other skip for me. Well, the the way I feel about After Tonight, I I really enjoy that song, but I think yeah. for me it's like the, you know, it utilizes the Spanish guitar. It feels like the little sister of my all. And it feels kind of it feels kind of like a little too late. Like we were do, we were doing that we were doing that with like Tony Braxton in the '90s. We were doing that. You know, Mariah did that with like I said with my all. It's just kind of like yeah. it's kind of like okay, like she's done that, and it felt like it felt like a bit of an afterthought of a song on the yeah. album a little bit. But I still I still enjoy it. But it's definitely not one of my favorites either. Yeah, and apparently after tonight was was supposed to be a duet with Luis Miguel. Or oh. allegedly. Okay. Yeah. That's according to one of my followers, John Duff. Shout out John Duff. Uh he mentioned oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's done like parodies of her. Video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Speaking of this yeah. album, Heartbreaker. Yeah. Heartbreaker. Iconic video, I believe. Goes without saying. Two million dollars. Uh, the introduction to Bianca. <gasps> the birth of Bianca. Mariah Carey's Bianca. alter ego for all of you that need to go back and rewatch this. It's her in a black Gosh. wig. That music video, that music video, and the remix video with Debrat and Missy Elliott, and then Snoop Dogg was mm-hmm. also like yes. cameo in the video. What w- such a good queen of the remix, honestly. Oh yeah, like, queen. Queen of, queen the, of the, remix. the people featuring on her songs and she no, I mean re-recording all of her vocals for all of those early remixes for not yes. only the yeah. R and B hip hop tracks but also the dance remixes like. We were not grateful. <laughs> That's all. It's that really is. Think about all the work. Yeah. Just to record, you know, I'm thinking Truly. of like the, the honey remixes, like mm-hmm. she really went above and beyond again. Yeah. 
put her entire pussy into to these re-recordings. Her entire pussy. And some of one of my favorite Mariah Carey remixes came out of this project, which is her dance remix of Heartbreaker mm-hmm. that mashes that is like a medley with um If You Should Ever Be Lonely, which is an 80s song. I don't remember the artist who did it initially. But the dance remixes that she did that were then produced by Junior Vas- uh, Junior mm-hmm. Vasquez. You love. At, I am obsessed. One of my favorite remixes of all time. And potentially, I potentially play that remix more than the, even the original Heartbreaker. Like, I, that's how much I love it. I will yeah. listen to all 10 minutes. You know, I love, you know, I love you a length. You love a remix. You love a lengthy, girthy lengthy remix. A dance remix. I sure do. And um, that one really did it for me and it was interesting because she did i do that so, did i do that <laughs> what's interesting is that I, for some reason or another so she for a lot of her dance remixes in the uh mid to late 90s she were produced with david morales but for some reason he was unavailable to do this remix so she did that and i think it's her own well not her only remix with junior Vasquez, but anyway i digress she called but, him and he said i'm not available i'm sorry he said Call the I'm next sorry. dj he said, heart, sorry, I'm heartbroken. I can't. I can't right now. Cool. I can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because I'm sick. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's – and then she, I remember she also did remix remixes of Thank God I Found You, like R&B remixes. She did an R&B, R&B yeah. remix with Joe. And then she also released a single version overseas, like specifically the UK, of um, Against All Odds with Do You Know Who? Westlife. Uh, no. Do you remember Westlife? I know that name, but no, I don't remember it. I forget. I I don't know if they were like completely Irish or if it was Scottish or something, but like they were a boy band from like the UK, overseas, some, the UK somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. And so she did like, you know, was trying to do another boys to men moment with that song. And so she released that as a duet. And I mean, even the music video, I think was them all in the studio together mm. recording it. I want to say Westlife. I know that they released one single in the U.S. I don't think it did incredible. I remember them playing it on TRL. It was like a ballad, and I remember there was like girls doing choreography in like a car wash. But I was like, this is weird. This is like a ballad. Why are they doing that? <laughs> it's very of the time. It's very yeah. S-, S Club 7. <laughs> very, yeah. Very that. You know, you know what? Other, I mean, we've, we've talked about this song at Nauseam. For, just for the listeners out there, just to throw it out there. You know, ex-girlfriend is should have been a single. Uh, Totally and utterly underrated. Such a fun pop song. So fun. The lyrics are so fun. I always enjoy listening to it. And definitely one of her best. I mean, come on. It's incredible. Incredible. Shout out to Candy. Shout out to Shakespeare. Yes. God, we love a Shakespeare song. We love that. Love that beat. Whatever if medieval you, instruments you're using, keep it up. If you are <laughs> seriously, if you ever host like a 1999 Y2K party, you need to play ex girlfriend. I'm sorry, like you need to play ex girlfriend. Like, you play bills, bills, bills. Let's just play all shake a spear. Shake a spear. <laughs> <laughs> but also, also like going back to you talking about the UK and this time brings up another anniversary you know this is definitely the day of anniversaries um spice world by the spice girls an iconic album truly um i would say their first album their debut is is my favorite of theirs if i if i had Uh to had to pick i think it has the best the best songs but this one's a close second i mean there's so many 
absolutely iconic songs. And I had so much fun revisiting this, even though, even though I know all these songs, I love them and I've, you know, listened to them forever. Uh, yeah. It's, it's still fun to go back and give it like a fresh listen. So, yeah. you know, it's such a good album. It's such a good album. And you know, it's a really good al- um, song what? that, that we don't talk about enough what? is um, never give up on the good times, which I was, yes. I think I was singing that as we entered this you were... podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So groovy. Never give up on the good times. State of mind. So good. Yeah, okay. it's such. A, is that the one that like starts with kind of like a, dun, 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 or is that Saturday Night Divas? No, wait. Saturday Night Divas starts with that. Get down, <laughs> get, get deeper, deeper down, down. Get down, <laughs> yeah. get deeper down. Saturday Night. Saturday Night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Saturday so Night I have. Diva. I have such a special memory. It's not even like that cool of a story. I just like have this memory of like. This album coming out, remember Spice, uh, uh, Spice Up Your Life coming out as a single. I remember mm. driving home from the grocery store with my mom, and that song came on the radio. And I remember my mom saying, <laughs> she goes, well, if they keep putting out songs like this, they're going to be around for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Shout out to and your mom. For shout out to my mom. And I just, like, like that, al- this is like an album that I definitely attribute to winter, like the fall, winter time. For me, it's best played in the fall, winter, probably because of the nostalgia feelings that I get with it. Because I also remember hearing, um, I remember hearing Spice Up Your Life on a like trip. My dad used to always take my brother and I to South Bend, Indiana, that because that's where like a big shopping Ew. center was. Oh, I sorry. know, I know, <laughs> but like that's where like it was like forty five minutes away from my hometown, and it, there's like a big shopping area and lots of restaurants and stuff. So we'd always go there for whatever and. Um, I just remember going there one night and like going out to dinner and like hearing that on the radio and just being like, oh, Space Girls. Come on. That song is so damn good. It never gets old. It's one of those iconic songs just like, you know, want to be in their catalog where you can play it and it's going to get the crowd absolutely hyped. Um, absolutely. Although, hyped. you know, some questionable lyrics that I don't think would be there now. I don't know if Yellow Man from Timbuktu is a good thing to reference I in a song. I said that the other day. I was like, oh, Maybe maybe I shouldn't <laughs> sing that. But... Was that was that necessary? I want to know why. Why was he yellow? Why from Timbuktu? Why like who whose thought process was that? But I mean, yeah. truly, like listening to that, that's the one part where I'm like, ooh, cringe. Yeah, right. But at the yeah, at that time, I mean, people just honestly, not to excuse it, but just people just weren't thinking about that. No, that they weren't thinking about anything. They, no, they were thinking they were, about they were, how, they were thinking about not anything other than how can we shit on Britney Spears. There's she wasn't about, even how, born yet. She wasn't even born yet. 1998. Gosh darn it. They were like, <laughs> she wasn't even alive. Says Zygo. They were like, how can we shit on her? <laughs> People are gonna come at it to uh, come back to us with the comments. Me like, Britney Spears was born in 1998. She actually released Baby One More Time in 1998. Yeah, we're gonna be like, she was not born in 97. And they clearly then won't have weren't listening earlier when we said that you know everything that we say on this podcast is fact. <laughs> right. So. Exactly. Everything, Take it every, all for face value, all of it. All of it for face it's value. Not opinion. All it's fact. not opinion. It's, it's fact. not opinion. It is not feeling or emotion. It is just fact. Science. Sorry. Sorry, we're scientists. We're scientists. Yeah. And I love the Spice World album cover. I love the like the ring around the world. I yeah. was obsessed. And the, was, it was and so leading fun. to the movie. Come on. Also, you know what? You know what's crazy too is like 
this is someone talking about like tailor mania because we were trying to think of like there's not a lot of artists that we can think of that that achieve that i really feel yeah. like the spice girls total phenomenon total beatles, beatles mania also the most successful apart from the beatles the most successful act to come from the uk you know mm-hmm. especially in terms of like we're thinking of like united states but all around yeah. the world you know spice up your life um that really is their legacy like they are an iconic girl group people were doing girl groups because of them you know like these yeah. like teeny pop girl groups like you know all of those ones that that we we think about like the s club sevens even though it's not a girl group but like you know um <laughs> what get help me out we know like they're they're all yeah. I don't want to say forgettable, like, but well, well, there's a lot of UK girl groups specifically that came out that yeah. did not did not make it as bewitched. nearly as successful. <laughs> bewitched, <laughs> you had bewitched. You had Little Mix. You had Sugar oh, Babes. Oh Sugar Babes, yep. Um, Sugar Babes and Little Mix were very successful in in the UK Wait. and other parts I, of the world but it's not, weird but it's weird hearing you, it's weird hearing you talk about little mix like you had little mix because to me in my brain that's like so recent yeah little mix i mean it was it's crazy to think about that little mix celebrated their 10-year anniversary a couple of years ago and they they are now on hiatus and um they i mean they released a greatest hits album and it, it's nuts yeah it feels like greatest yesterday. It, greatest hits they were huge in the uk they were huge okay in, the UK. Yeah, in fact yeah. in, in the uk and i forget not everything revolves around us <laughs> exactly and they I, I it's crazy to think about um oh, i lost my train of thought it's just crazy to think you know it's crazy to think it's crazy to think it's just yeah well, so this I, this album iconically not to embarrass you for a minute but um you know, we we say a lot of funny things in our in our personal friendship, and yeah, I remember when you had a medical issue that required, let's just say, uh, the ointment preparation H, <laughs> 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 and, and of course I had to make a song about it. I think I was driving from Michigan to Atlanta. It was a long drive, and I was very yeah. loopy, and yeah. a la the song move over i was like you know singing instead of generation x i was singing preparation yeah. h because it can be preparation replaced. h preparation h yeah. a preparation h preparation just like that absolutely and it made nothing made me laugh harder than that yeah. moment yeah nothing yep and he was the only one laughing because i was the one in pain <laughs> <laughs> You were the one that needed the preparation age. <laughs> that was the one I needed the preparation age. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Move over a hemorrhoids version. Oh, that's right. And yeah. <laughs> and we're not cutting this out. We will leave this in. <laughs> um, and hey, it all happened. Yeah. We all of us get it from time to time. We we all get it. The human I body love, is, you know. It's wild. It, it, we could have a whole podcast on that because we know a lot about the human body, but. Yeah. You know a lot about the human body. You are the dietitian. You too. Okay. You're, the, you're the human body expert. That's right. That's right. Because I'm a scientist. Um, I love Move Over. I love Move Over. I love that it was a Pepsi commercial, an iconic Pepsi commercial. And Pepsi had had the good commercial, the good girls. They used to know how to make a commercial. Don't know if they still do now. And partner with the best people. Yeah, they they knew they knew what was up. Um, but yeah, no, I love Move Over. And you know what song I fucking 
love what from Spice World is Do It. Okay. Yes. I love Do It. And I wish, honestly, I really wish it was a single. I Fair. really wish it was a single. I I feel like, because in America, I think that they released, it was Spice Up Your Life, Too Much, and Stop. I think those are the three released here. And then in the UK, they also released Viva, Viva Forever. Yeah, Viva Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I I think that Do It could have been a great single. Well, but you know what, though? I think that Jerry left uh by the time Viva Forever came out, which is why I don't think that that song got a music video. Because that, that, that was like the send-off, right? This, or, uh, or Goodbye. Was, send-off. was good, Goodbye? What was the send-off? Like, there was like a, wasn't there like a send-off song for her? Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye. my friend. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah okay. Which, which came out about a year later. Yeah. The, I mean, this album also, you know, has, like, like you said, the singles, like, uh, Stop and Spice Up Your Life. I... First off, like, love the song Stop. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always going to be one of my favorite Spice Girl songs. It's so cute. It's so fun. It's yeah. also it's also a song that, like, do you know, like, do you, I don't know if you do this, but, like, I'll, I like to put a playlist together of, like, moods. That's probably not an uncommon thing, I'm sure. Um, but, like, like, my happiness playlist, like, the things that, like, you know, pure dopamine, like, that would go on yeah. there. Like, it's just such a love. happy, bright, fun, mm-hmm. cute song, you know? I love that song. And then too much is also great. So again, there's not a lot of like skips on this album. There's there's not a lot of like bad content. And and I love the music videos for both too much and spice up your life. Both just very, I mean, I think spice up your life was like a million dollar video and they had the budget. They had the budget budget, and they like made everything that was like iconography and, and pop culture at the time that, but they like made it into spice girls so i remember like it was like their burger king logo but instead it said spice world and like things like that and and then they recreated they like they were homaging movies in the too much music video which was fun i remember baby spice was poltergeist and i think that scary was mad max i forget what victoria was i forget what the others were i think i want to say um sporty was she did was doing some sort of uh like kung fu movie which again back to the yellow man and Timbuktu but <laughs> at least she wasn't like you know doing any sort of face painting of sorts thank god yeah well you know you know what's interesting too is I saw again talking going back to the fact that they're so referential and so iconic and really had like this Beatles media behind them you know and people forget that um, but like there's a drag family that recently I think has a show through mm, I want to say like wow presents or where they air those like episodes of international drag race, but, and, and I forget the, the drag family, but Simone from RuPaul's drag race, you know, really awesome drag queen is, is in the group and they I'll have to send you it. It's really, it's really cool. They recreated the scene from spice world where they're in the bathroom stalls no way it's so cute i have to send it to you but you know you know what'd be yeah. fun if we like watched that movie together we should find it and just we do a should. total like podcast episode where oh we, my gosh where we, we commentate if that's a word i think i think that's what's hard is that with that movie it's not like not on streaming like i don't know it's hard to find from last it's yeah, hard to i find. tried to find it a few it, years ago 
I wonder if you can buy it on Amazon or like Apple movies or something like that. Like, you know what else isn't on streaming sidebar because on Halloween night, I wanted to watch a spooky movie because you know me, I cannot do scary horror movies. Haven't seen, haven't since like 2012 famously. So I wanted to watch a spooky movie, which there is a difference. Um, And I, I really wanted to watch Disney's tower of terror with um, Kristen Dunst. Oh, which for me is like, Oh, it's like one. It's one of my childhood favorites because it's it's kind of like a gem because it wasn't always on TV, but when it was, it was like very exciting. And yeah. it's also not on streaming. You can't even buy it anywhere. Really, it's not on. It's not on Disney Plus. <clears throat> no, you can't, and I don't know why. But you oh, you can't buy it. That's frustrating. The whole I felt like the whole reason Disney's always been very exclusive with their Ugh. content. They've always I remember like they would like put things out on DVD and video, they like VHS, like limited release, and then they would put it back in the vault for twenty years. Like I remember them saying that they're like, get it before it goes back in the vault. Like I remember those like commercials on it as a like, kid. Don't patronize me. So I thought the whole point of putting out a streaming service is that they were finally going to have a platform to put all of their content on. So. You would think. Jerks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I watched Hocus Pocus, which is fine, but I've seen it a billion times. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like rude. It was just rude. Yeah. And Spice World is the same thing. I remember my friend Jackie and I tried to watch the movie like a few years ago and we just could not find it. We were so disappointed. But you know what? Still an iconic album, an iconic moment in time. Um, There will never be a group quite like the Spice Girls. Girl power. Girl power. Gosh, what a moment. Like, truly, those two years when they burst onto the scene was, like, true mania. Like, it, it was very reminiscent of what we're experiencing with Taylor Swift now. That's, yeah, because, like, we were, we were talking about that. I can't think of another artist other than, like, they're, they're the last ones I can think of that maybe had that kind of an impact. I would, yeah. Can I you? would. I mean, I would, I would say Britney Spears had... Okay, like, sure. Was, Britney Spears had and then some. Britney Spears and InSync and Backstreet Boys, I would say all, there was definitely a mania surrounding them as well. But then... Mate? Like, here, I was going to say, here's... Okay. People love Justin Bieber. I was going to say that too. I was like, maybe him? But like... And maybe maybe it's because we were like more adults at this point and maybe yeah. we just didn't feel it wasn't, as much. It wasn't for me. It didn't feel... I mean, there was definitely a frenzy around Justin Bieber and he's obviously very successful, very popular, but it just didn't feel as there's something big, like, like we've got to get it now or it's going to go away that I didn't feel that with Justin Bieber. And I feel like you and I are very like on the pulse of pop culture, you know? Yeah. We have, we have our, our pulse on it. We're pulsating. And yeah, I have my grip. Yep. I've got mine. Yeah. And I just, I feel like, again, very popular. There was definitely a frenzy. Oh, totally. Like the girls boy crazy for him. And also it's like, also it started, you know, so people started to get famous from like YouTube. That was like really kind of the, the turn turning point in popular music. People starting to get famous from the internet. And he was like one of the first people I can remember that really popped off from the YouTube. Yeah. Yep. 100%. 100%. But I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he has some good songs. I would say my favorite song of his is, is Boyfriend. I don't really, oh, yeah. I don't really, I've never really enjoyed his music. Yeah. It's like, okay for me. It's, it's, 
I'd, I'd really have to think about it about like what my favorite Justin Bieber's song is, but like I just don't. Gotta keep an eye out for Selena. Also, gotta <laughs> also <laughs> iconic. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's that's it. it. Only because I, of Nicki. Yeah, I just yeah I I will say that his his um what was it Purpose album was pretty good, but that was like his comeback album after you know having some hard times. But yeah, it it's just okay. And I think part it's of it no is no emancipation just, I, of Mimi. It sure isn't. It sure isn't. You know what's interesting is that, and I learned this today. Um, my coworker Mubashir, he just moved here from Afghanistan, and um, so he is very unfamiliar with a lot of like American Western like pop culture and whatnot. And so I'm, clearly, I'm always talking about stuff <laughs> oh, or whatever. Poor thing. He did. He did say he go today. He goes. I know. I know two. Sing- he's, he goes. I do have two singers that I really like from America, and I was like, oh, who? And he goes, well, one, Justin Bieber. And he was like, well, I guess he's from Canada. And I was like, yeah, I know he's from Canada. <laughs> and then Selena Gomez. Those are the two singers that he could like, which I was like, which blew my mind. And I was like, how old are you? And he was like 29. And I was like, okay. And it blew my mind. And then I asked him if he knew who Michael Jackson was. And he said, yes, he knows, yeah. he knows who Michael Jackson yeah, right. He's like, yeah. And then I go, do you know who Madonna is? And he goes, no. Did you, does your soul You're leave? talking to a ghost right now. Does You're your talking to a ghost right body? now. I actually died. You went. Yeah, you, I died. Yeah, that I can. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that I, happen live. It took me everything to not freak out. Your eyes started twitching. You're like, I was. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> that's like okay. That's literally the same okay. reaction I have when I when I talk about Mariah Carey. And they're like, oh, like all I want for Christmas is you. And I go, I'll see myself out. Yeah, I'll. I'll it's. I'll leave. I'll, yeah. I. Yep. I'll. I'll grab. My keys, my wallet's over there, and we'll talk yeah. later, you know? Yep. Yep. Sayonara. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mariah Carey. Uh, 19 number ones, baby. Name another legend, a female legend, or legend in general. Yeah. I wanted – it's only the Beatles now that have a number one single in front of her, right? <sighs> Which – that- uh, Lambs, can we do some work here? Like, we can make this happen. Because we know what song of hers deserves to, be, to go number one. Prisoner. Do we need... <laughs> Prisoner, but The Roof. Oh, The Roof. We, kn- we know how much The Roof means to Mariah. We know how much... The the- we all love The Roof. And that song deserved better, way better. We all know why it flopped, because we know about who it's about now. And... I shouldn't even, you know, I should even call it a flop. That's not a fair thing to say about that because that song was released, had a limited release. I want to say that, I don't even know if it was officially released to like pop radio. Mm -hmm. I think it was just released to like what they called at the time, urban radio. Right. um, Which is R&B and hip hop stations. And then. Breakdown too. Same with Breakdown. And yeah, I want to say. Did the roof get its own single? Not in the U.S. Got a music it video. Not, it got a music video, but it didn't get released on a CD single in the U.S. It was like a, I want to say that the the Mob Deep remix made it as like a track on. So they did like a double A side single with My All and Breakdown in the U.S. So, um, but I think that it was on like tacked on there, but it didn't yeah. get its own separate. That release. song is talk about a mood. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like a moody song that moody, sexy, so sexy. It's best listened to at night. I just feel like yeah, at night. The, oh. uh, 
Yes, totally agree. Yeah. I actually heard that in the gym the other day and I couldn't turn it off. It didn't really fit my workout, but I was like, I can't. It's one of those songs. Yeah. I'm like, I can't skip it. No. It's yeah, so you good. don't skip it. Yeah. I love that you love it too, because I wouldn't say it's like your typical kind of um where you would like, you know, really gravitate towards in terms in terms of like sonically right. or musically. Like yeah. you know, you don't really like kind of that like deeper R and B right vibe you know so i i love that you love that song because it's I just love... so good and one of my favorites yeah it's so 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 incredible that i mean that whole project too i mean we could probably do a whole episode on that the whole butterfly album like it's just such a such an incredible such an incredible era i mean what like like just that like from 1996 1995 1996 through 1999 for mariah carey like she did not miss no. at all no queen not at, all. not at all queen queen never missed in my heart never never missed maybe that should be the next uh album that she released never missed my heart never missed dot 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 my heart the elusive chanteuse mm-hmm. part two the remix the re-up reloaded pink the friday loading the reloading <laughs> <laughs> Pink Friday, the butterfly remix re up. The butterfly. Did you did you see that Nikki pushed that pushed back the release date? She pushed that. She. <laughs> I know I can't speak today. <laughs> she pushed back the release date. I think just I think it's to December now. But okay, back to December. Like, yeah, I'm like Taylor Swift, on, Nikki. Yeah, give us. I, I I'm actually very excited because I I would say I mean you know me like. I wouldn't say I'm a Nicki Minaj stan. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed her when she first came out on the scene. I was like a really big fan. And then I kind of fell off over time, especially like with like the Anaconda of it all, like that era. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I really enjoy Pink Friday. So I'm really excited to hear what Pink Friday 2 sounds like. I'm very, yeah. very, very excited to give that a listen and, and see what that's about, you know? Same, 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 same. Queen Nicki. Oh, <laughs> we really did that. Well, Jeff, do you have a song that we do not talk about enough? We've we've discussed the yep. icons that are Taylor Swift and Spice Girls and Mariah. I think, okay, so I was going to say Cry Baby, but because we kind of really already talked about that song in depth, I think I'm yeah. going to save that one. I'm okay. going to go with the Spice Girls song to honor the Spice Girls. You know, I think they deserve it. So... One of my favorite songs off of the debut album is something kind of funny. I absolutely love this song. It does something to my yes. ears sonically. I just, I love it. I love the melody. I love the kind of like sassiness of it. There's just something about it that is really special to me. And I love that. Wish it was a single. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What song the we don't talk Spice about Girls? enough. It's great. Release it now. Release it. Release it now. Uh, release the beast great choice. release the beast it's such release a great song i mean they have you know a catalog of songs but that's a really fun one something kind yeah. of funny i would say something. it's kind of kind of funny kind of funny kind of funny um i'm gonna go ahead and since i'm gonna just go ahead and say we did kind of talk about it uh earlier um but i'm gonna go ahead and say mariah carey ex-girlfriend because I truly think that that song should have been a single. Um, 
and I do think that the whole rainbow era got cut short probably. And I think part of it was because of the whole glitter, you know, working on the movie, working on the soundtrack. Right. But I also think that probably can't take that away and cryberry cry, cryberry. Cry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know cry, what's wrong with cry, me. I can't speak. Cryberry. My, my favorite cry. cereal. Yeah. Cryberry. Um, with those songs kind of underperforming, I, I would assume that that's the reason why no more singles were released from the album, at least here in the U.S. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I and I do and I understand why Mariah wanted to release Can't Take That Away. Um, but I would love I would have loved it if Ex-Girlfriend was released as a single because I think it would have done really well. I mean, it just yeah, fits it's right so of the time. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, it would have fit right in with like Bills, Bills, Bills and like all those songs you think of, like those Shakespeare no sounds, no scrubs. Yeah. yeah, Candy. Come on, Candy. So yep. yeah, it that song is so underrated. Truly a song we don't talk about enough and great choice for sure yeah. because it's iconic. I love hearing Mariah talk about anytime Mariah talks about like someone trying to like some bitch trying to get with her man mm-hmm. is so funny to me. There's a song on E equals MC squared. I don't know if you know it. It's called um, Pete. Do you know this song? Oh yeah. I yes. think it's a bonus track. I want to say. Yeah. Um, not my favorite Mariah album, but that song makes me laugh every single time. Cause she's like, keep, yeah. keep your hands off of my boo. Like, oh my god! Like making fun of the the woman that's trying to get with her her husband or her boyfriend, you know, is so funny. Right. So I love ex girlfriend for that reason too. Yeah, like, I just love when she's like funny Raya. Like I like when she's like sassy Raya. Funny Raya. Oh my god! <laughs> I love Raya. I love I love her and I love her when she's being just like fun and playful and kind of yeah. cunty. Yeah, you know? she's being cunty. Mariah, don't change. Don't ever change. I don't think she will. She's got it. She's got that special something. She got that so- something. You know what? Something kind of funny is going on. I think that that Mariah Carey. She's going to do some big things. <laughs> I think she's going to do some big things. <laughs> I, I love her for that reason, though. It's like, and name another legend who's like reinvented themselves to the point where they're like relevant now, and now she's cemented herself as the queen of Christmas. Like she's not going anywhere. Like she, yeah, she really. The fact that you like you because re- you know there's been like a. A, a lapse between like the last time she had like you know a major successful hit other than all i want for christmas is you right like i'm, ta- mm-hmm. I'm talking about like you know just a normal kind of pop song or whatever so right the fact that she was able to reinvent herself and be like no i'm the queen of christmas and everyone just kind of takes that for what it is now yeah i love yep like you and associate she's got her such with a good, that yeah got such a good sense of humor about it with like her new like it's time <laughs> video is now on instagram like what'd you, what'd you think of, this the, year? of the unthawing video instagram, i loved yeah. it so cute. I loved that. So cute. I love that she's just totally in on the joke. Like, I love that when she did that McDonald's collab, she did the whole, like, going back into the ocean or out of the ocean thing. I'm hoping that I would love for her to recreate the Sleeping Beauty meme. I think that that's totally on brand oh. for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I love would be that. fun. I love that she has – she's got a great sense of humor. She does. So. I love that she was Regina George from Mean Girls this year, too. I, I sent know. you that. And also, it was funny, too, because remember the – the f- iconic season of American Idol where both Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj were the, the judge on the judging panel. And Mariah says like, I really need to lose three pounds. What is it? I want to lose um three pounds and yeah. whatever. I forget the quote. I'm just, I want I want to lose. I really want to lose three pounds. I really want to lose That's three pounds. Like. And then Nicki Minaj is like, well, I can like help you or whatever. And she's like, it's a quote from Mean Girls, darling. And, yeah. then, and Nicki Minaj yeah. is like, she's like, okay, then who, Mariah's like, okay, then if you know, then who said it? And he's like, 
I mean, not Lindsay Lohan, the other one, the blonde one. And she's like, ugh, her name's Regina George. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. So funny. Mariah. It's so, so yeah. funny. I love, love her. I love all of her moments. And also someone to like, you should check out on YouTube, like their shadiest kind of diva moments. Oh, yeah. I mean. So good. I don't, I mean, I know Mariah's a diva, but I don't view her in like, in a, in that way in like a negative way at all because you know she's my favorite artist and i feel like she's so much more than that but the the compilations of those moments are very funny oh my gosh they're so funny yeah they're so funny I think that she you know i i am curious that it, like if she ever like if does she actually hate j-lo does she actually hate some of these people part of me thinks i i think that she plays into you know she might she might have felt a certain way at one point in her career but she, i think that she just plays into it now because it's it's such a she's an aries and it's yeah. funny yeah i, th- I think so funny. i think so too but also i don't i really feel this way and maybe because i'm a, a super fan of the lamb i don't feel like she comes for anyone unless truly they come for her i really don't yeah. feel like she's the type of person just to attack someone i do not feel yeah. that way like she i think the thing is she's so good at like reading someone or you know uh, being shady that people like can't keep up with that and so they're like oh she's like a mean girl it's like no I don't think she, I don't she does not seem like she comes off that way to people and right. when I hear yeah. about celebrities meeting her like I've heard really good things yeah do you know what I mean so yeah it's like I just feel like if it's warranted she'll she'll throw that energy but yeah I don't see her being that way in terms of people I think people think she's like this mean diva some people and that's just not true not true. Not true. Not and true. I know because I'm friends with her. That's right. No, That's I right. wish. Um, but yeah, great episode today. I- iconic we, albums. Okay, iconic albums, iconic anniversaries. We've got more anniversaries to celebrate coming up. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I love this nostalgia of celebrating all these great pieces of work. Pieces of art. Pieces of history. Pieces of me. Stream, <laughs> stream Spice World. Stream Spice World, stream uh, 1999 Taylor's version. We already know you're doing that. And then stream Rainbow. Stream Rainbow. Baby. Stream Rainbow. You know what? You know what song? I'm going to leave it on this. You know what? You know how some songs sound like like something? I, I don't know if yeah. I'm describing this well. Like for me, the sound of a rainbow is yeah. coming to my world by Kylie Minogue. <laughs> That's so funny. Interesting. That's what I think. When I think of a rainbow, my brain immediately goes to that song. Come into my world. I don't feel the same way, but I love that. I have to think about what what does a rainbow sound like? I'd have to think about that. That's what it sounds like. I love that. Well, until next until the next time you come into my world. Ciao. Bye.